Hey guys, and welcome to the Bare Naked Health Podcast, where I interview the absolute best health and wellness practitioners from across the globe to show you what they do so you can do it too. This is because, like you, I did not always feel that health was easy. I tried different diets, exercise plans, but often felt misled by an industry that really thrives on you not getting healthy and always spending money on the next new thing. Because of this, I'm getting bare naked on health and pulling back the curtain to show you that being truly healthy is simple. Wherever you are in your health journey, I want to show you that with minimal effort, you can get maximum results and do what you love. Play with your kids, go for a hike, and crush it in your business all while feeling great. To give a kickstart, I encourage you to go over to BarenakedHealthPodcast.com to access my calendar and schedule a 15-minute call so we can discuss what is your biggest struggle when it comes to maintaining your health. Remember that I'm a holistic lifestyle coach and that the show is really sponsored by you guys. Each of you that works with me that I am able to take on as a client helps me to be able to keep putting out these podcasts for free. So I just want to thank you, each of you, for your love and support. Hey guys, I'm your host, Nick Horowski, and welcome to the Bare Naked Health Podcast, episode number 112. In today's episode, I interview Deborah Meyer. Be sure to stick around for the end of the show to learn what Deborah has been focusing on this year, taking a deeper dive into her purpose and just an all-around fun conversation. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Bare Naked Health Podcast. On the line today, I have Deborah Meyer, a uh, past guest, so make sure to go check out previous episode uh and Deborah, what's been going on since we've talked last nick thank you first off so much for having me on again i had a blast last time so i want to thank everyone who listened it was really awesome for me to present um so thank you for giving me an audience i appreciate that absolutely so what i wanted to say for this time so nick and i uh connected a little while ago and we were both reflecting on where we were and something that came up for both of us um, was was we've been into the lifestyle for a while now, um, which has been absolutely excellent. Uh, something that I also reflected on at the new year is something that comes up for me as a as a choice that I started making a long time ago. And and the I get to it's so easy to be grateful for because um, quality lifestyle choices uh, affect everything so positively. And then something that I was also thinking about was, you know, we're not, we're not quite obviously halfway through the year, but May, we are in the fifth month. And a lot of people, I wanted to, you know, be a little bit of an instigator and just say, like, if you happen to set a new year goal, I wonder where you are in relation to that. And then um, just as a, as a friendly follow up, I would say, and how did it make you feel that I said that to you right now? Maybe you didn't really like that a little bit. You know, and I and I can feel that and I can accept responsibility for that. But at the same time, something that I would also like to say is, but what if you didn't feel bad about that? And maybe you shouldn't feel bad about that. And maybe you feeling bad about that might be preventing you from accomplishing it. And what I mean by that is something that Nick and I uh, I spoke about previously. And I want to just I want to set the stage now for the fundamentals of, of what I mean by what I'm saying here. Yeah, let's dive so in. So what we were, yeah, yeah. 
so Nick, you'll remember. Um, so what we talked about was we both talked about how now we're both kind of redefining what we're doing in a way where we're going deeper and deeper into our purpose and what we're doing with ourselves, especially because we're both self-branded. It really makes you go deeply into your purpose for um, attacking this sort of lifestyle. It takes a lot of work, but it, it, it's a huge payoff as well. And I find it's also a, a deeply, a deeply personal experience when you're, when you're branded yourself as well, because that's your, your message going out there. And also the, the point of power where, where you're getting energy from the universe in terms of, of funding and, and, uh, you know, followers, information, feedback, all that kind of place. It's a, it's a huge, for me, it's the energy transformation location. So it's a huge point of power. And what we were talking about was we were actually talking about a return to the fundamentals, how we're so much better now about the only difference between when we were first starting out and now is that we're so much better at doing the same things that we learned about then. And, you know, I hate to say the secret is not, you know, the, the, uh, the upper level wizardry, but the, the day to day, the day to day simpleton things. It's, it's the everyday small choices and the accuracy of those, uh, that actually build the largest mountain. And we were, we were just engaging on that. So when, I want to, yeah, can Nick, Deb, I was going to like, I couldn't agree more with this. And I want to point that out because people still always ask like, okay, how do you do this? What do you do for that? And it's like you said, it's just the fundamentals. I mean, even this, this can be applied. Of course, we're talking about health, but it can be applied with business. Like one of my good friends, like runs an awesome company. I mean, uh, actually as they were recording this, like, uh, it's the 14th, uh, anniversary of the, them opening cool. the company and it's like super successful. And he's like, what do you do? You just keep going every day. Like if you just don't stop, yes. it's going to work. Yes. And the same exactly. thing goes to the health here. Like if you just drink your water every day, if you just eat the right foods every day, if you get to sleep every day, I mean, do it every day. And yeah, as you said, like it gets easier over time and just of looking course. back on the fundamentals, like that's what it comes down to really. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I wanted to say, so I just want to loop this back. And I wanted to say something that I saw reflected in, in how you spoke there and something that I want to also a point that I want to push to the listeners as well is that there's, you know, we hear all the time this no regret tagline, <laughs> you know, and, and why I want to bring that up is because the way that you speak about it is I don't even think you realize it. It's very loose. It's not regretful. Um, learning something new is not. It's not the painful admission of, of years of doing something wrong. It's, it's exciting. It's fun. It's beneficial, you know, and this is something that I think, uh, we don't speak about enough. Sometimes an unexpected, uh, positive opportunity of making a change in your life. And that's, and I think one of the only things that, uh, uh one of the greatest skills I would say that has come out of this change for me is simply just being ever so slightly more comfortable with change. I wouldn't say that I'm an awesome change roller yet, um, but I would say that, you know, just being, even just being slightly more comfortable with the idea of change makes so many things so much easier. And in that, I can even see change happening for myself, you know, so much quicker just with that letting go. And also the idea of, um, this, I don't know who started this rumor, but man, 
if they're ever found. This idea of this one day you will be finished. One day <laughs> you will wake up with the elite satisfaction of accomplishing every task you have ever desired to do as well as experiencing the unified admiration of the human race. <laughs> you know, Here's I don't the know thing. if somebody actually ever got to that, I think the next day they would be so bored out of their mind. Would, like what would they you just ever realize do? it would never happen. <laughs> right. That's the thing. And then what, how do you follow it up? Your birthday party is never going to be good again. <laughs> <laughs> All your friends are having this discussion. What do you get the guy who has, you know, <laughs> So it's like, but at the same time, I find if you, if you, if you truly reflect on it, somewhere there, we actually have this super insane belief, not only that that place exists, but that we were supposed to be there already, you know? And, and I just want to say that it's such a, it's such a fallacy. And it seems obviously when you, when you put it in the daylight there, it seems quite ridiculous. And of course it is. But I think this is something, this is something that is quite distracting. And I think it's even something that might prevent people from setting goals because you have that situation where you don't want to experience the failure. You don't want to experience a setback. And maybe you know yourself and you know that you are, you are going to be having that midnight snack. And you know what? You're not quite ready to change yet. So you don't want to experience the letdown of having to record that on a food journal, you know? Um, and I think that if you just add, if you just add a little sprinkle of forgiveness into that situation, it might offer you a little bit more introspection into what's going on. And I think whenever you can understand what's going on, it lends itself to a situation where you will be more amicable for the appropriate tools to come into your life. And I think that that it lends itself to a, a solution coming to you more willingly. Just, just by offering yourself, you know, a shred of forgiveness over something that in the end doesn't really matter. And I think that that's something that is, that that's really important, that's really important to acknowledge. Um, because I think it's something that, that holds a lot of people back. And I think that's one of the things, the differences for me personally, um, that I notice between when I started and now is that I don't hold it against myself. Even if I, if, even if I do, let's say, for me personally, so my, my personal setback would be something like eating outside of my food intolerance list. That would be something, an easy, an e easy personal setback that I would, that I would something like that do. Um, so for me, going to a party, let's say I end up having a cupcake that was made with gluten. Huge no-no, huge against my goals, you know, something that I shouldn't be doing. Initially, Probably maybe the rest of the day would have been gone. I probably would have maybe had a couple more cheats because I ruined it already. Who cares? I'm on a downward spiral, you know, when in reality, when you really dissect that, when you really pull that apart, you know, that downward spiral is about personal disappointment. And where is that personal disappointment coming from? Judgment, you know, and who's in control of that? Well, me, it's me privately, you know, within myself. And if I just take away that judgment from the beginning, if I just offer myself that acceptance from the beginning, you know, not only is it going to stop some of that reverberation in that behavior, but it's also, it's also going to prevent me from emotionally eating afterwards to comfort myself from my initial disappointment there, you know, and the only thing I had to do is sustain judgment. Um, so I think that that is, 
I know it seems like a very strange place to start in terms of goal setting, but I think that it really allows the space for you to accurately observe and then monitor your situation. And I think without that accurate observation, which is observation without judgment, you're not able to address really where your limiting factors are within your lifestyle. So I wanted to just explain about what I mean a little bit more about that part there. So we all have our blind spots. We all have things that we do that maybe we think aren't as bad as they really are. We don't quite look at them as, as, as they could be. But and in ways, we do that because they are important to us. You know, different behaviors, different coping mechanisms, that kind of thing. So if you want to release those, if you want to move forward. So in this case, I'm talking about, let's say if you've had a goal, it could be whatever it is. It could be weight loss. It could be lifestyle change. It could be even something like having a better communication in a relationship or a personal goal, a career change, something like this. Statistically, if you have been yearning for this change and you haven't made it in a year and a half to two years, statistically, you won't be making this change by yourself. There is something holding you back, some type of internal situation that is preventing you from taking the steps um, to be able to acquire that goal. Now, I now of course, I am talking about goals within, I'm not saying that you have to complete the task within a year and a half or two years, but I'm saying if you've if you've really been ruminating about something saying like, you know, I really want to get in shape. I really want to get in shape. If this has been going on for more than two years and, and you, and you haven't really seen any results or you don't feel at least satisfied with the start, something, something within this ballpark of, of figure. Um, that's something that statistically you're not going to be moving on by yourself. And I think a lot of people, um, think coaching is something for other people. They don't really see the purpose of it, this, this, this kind of thing. But it is the best thing that you can have if this is a goal that you would like to reach that you have been thinking about for a particular amount of time. And people think like, why? Why do I need this? To be honest with you, you can hire a coach or you can just hire a third-party voice inside of your head and remove some judgment from it and allow it to use Google to find solutions for you. So if you can, if you can sort of handle that within yourself, you can. But a lot of the time, you know, we have our blind spots, and and those are things that are, are holding us back. And and something else that holds us back is also asking for help or thinking that asking for help um, might not be appropriate, or we need to be in a better situation before we ask for help. The classic for me is is people who want to work out for a couple of weeks before they hire a personal trainer. Um, I'm, I am personally not even a personal trainer, but I, I hear this story and I, and I also, I see even my clients doing it, um, as if, as if you should be at some level before you hire the professional. Whereas when we, if you would, for example, if we take that situation and we flip it, so let's make it, let's make it into a situation where you wouldn't judge. So normally, who don't we really judge? Well, we don't really judge kids because they're kids and that's kind of, we're a little bit more hands off with them. So let's take this example. If you had a small kid who was in a in a young grade and they couldn't read, what would you do? Would you give them a book and then tell them to go off for a little while by themselves, look at those pages real hard, 
and <laughs> practice and then come back. And then when they come back, you'll start the lesson. Or <laughs> this is would an amazing you, analogy, by the way, would you sit down with them and be like, hey, OK, so let's see where we are. OK, do we know words? OK, no words. So alphabet. Yeah. OK, alphabet. So let's do alphabet. And then would you would you after that situation, would you walk away and be like, holy smokes, man, that kid could not even figure out the alphabet by himself. Like, what does the shape of an F look like? It sounds like you can even guess that. Of course, it's completely ridiculous. You don't know what you don't know. Of course, right? But we have, there's so many ideas that we have floating around in our heads about how even we're supposed to solve problems. And if we could even just let go of that, we might find that there are some easier solutions right in front of us um, that are available to us in, in different ways, in different ways that we thought, uh, than we thought possible. Um, so one of the things that I, I just want to stress is that I think the first, the first step is to always, is to clear, it's kind of clear blueprint, I would say. Make sure, just take a quick look and see, especially if something is holding you back and especially over a long period of time, this is an, this is kind of like an automatic notification to you that this is something that is deeply affecting you. And it is something that you could maybe have a couple layers on in terms of your feelings towards. And one thing that I have found as well is that a lot of the time, especially when we sweep things under the rug, it can look much, much worse under the rug than it actually is, you know, um, especially if you have to trip over it every day, you know, it can be quite a hassle, um, but it can be a quick, you know, a quick vacuum if, if you can just lift up the rug, um, which usually has to do with, a, with ego and stuff like that. And luckily, the thing about uh, goal setting is that you do have the option to do it privately inside your head. So you can sort of in that way, you can save your ego um, if you if you really need to. If that is where you're if, if that's where you need to start, then you can totally start privately inside your head and just have these like conversations with yourself um, and see if something comes up there and see if you can let go of things. Um, a little bit more and provide yourself some more movement um, there and see what is the case. So I just want to say, like, for me, that was such a, it's so simplistic. It's the most, you know, one of the most simplistic points ever. But I would say that it was one of the largest discrepancies between my behavior now and, and my behavior initially, even when seriously uh, undertaking a different lifestyle. So there were a couple yeah, go ahead. So, Nick, Deb, go I was ahead. actually going to ask you then. So what, what have your goals been since the new year? Like if you want to share or if you just want to go over kind of like, uh, just where you're at with them and what you're doing about it. Like you said, it's, Hey, there's the forgiveness aspect. There's the, Hey, no, I'm getting serious about this because this is the lifestyle change I want to make. Or, uh, if you wouldn't mind kind of diving into that so people can kind of relate to that too, please. Absolutely. Thank you so much for asking. So, so that sort of, um, so just for me personally, and, and also uh, a point that I wanted to bring up as well for this year is um, my motto is actually, is, is kind of self-care actually. Um, I've been putting a lot of energy out and I have some goals coming up. I want to um, do like a large energy expansion in the coming years. And something for me that is part now of my goal setting 
is actually an increased responsibility. Um, and what I mean by that is I, I'm at the place now where I completely understand that it is entirely my responsibility whether or not I reach my goals. I completely understand that circumstances are uh, pretty much non-existent um, when it comes to whether or not I get something done. And that's, that's my reality. Um, and, and even if something doesn't work out, it, you know, that's my responsibility. What, what I normally do now is I just look at what happened and I evaluate, you know, what kind of tools should I have given myself? What kind of tools did I not give myself? And it frequently can be something as simple as time, you know, time to work on something, time to recover from something, um, and also time to prepare for something. So for me, in the long run, something that I have really observed is um, is part of the the four doctor model from Paul Check, uh, which is it's a a balanced approach. And why why this is important? First off, you have to evaluate what your situation is. And what I mean by that is you probably have short-term goals, you probably have long-term goals. Just for me personally to set up a, a loose framework so that you understand, um, I'm not training for any event right now. I'm not going for something. I'm not reaching for something right now. Simply, I honestly, my goals include uh, lifestyle maintenance, regular detoxification, just continuing to manifest the things that I have been manifesting, continuing to pursue the things that I'm pursuing on a deeper level um, is basically what I'm going for right now. Um, but what that also means to me is as I go forward, I see one of my blind spots is not allowing myself self enough energy to really go into the projects that I want to do. I get excited about so many things that it's so easy for me to spread myself too thinly, work on too many things, um, rather than go into a couple of things more deeply and really spend more time, um, which ultimately also means more failures. Because when you work on larger projects at larger extents, you know, you, you have to kind of, you have to sit through the discomfort of transition, um, which is something that can be a little bit more, more difficult, especially for myself. Uh, because I like, I love finished products and I love the feeling of satisfaction. I think that that is universal. We love checking that box and not being able to check that box <laughs> sometimes feels like a failure, even if it is a, is it a project, you know, or something, uh, something long term. So something that I've recognized for myself is I need to, I need to set myself up a little bit more for the win. And sometimes that involves, if I know I'm going to have a busy time, you know, that doesn't involve any more working out something afterwards. For me, it involves working out something out before so that I'm ready for it. And to me, that seems like just the natural, natural progression in, in deepening my connection with my performance and my lifestyle choices. Um, and I don't hold it against myself for not being able to make that choice before. I don't hold it against myself for previously caring for myself afterwards. You know, it was the best I could do at the time. And it's what it's the information that I had at the time. And quite honestly, we only have 24 hours in a day, each of us on who are on this planet at this time. You know, I don't know where this podcast is going out, Nick. I hope you have a lot of success. And uh, if we reach another galaxy, I'd like to uh, send my best wishes to them as well. But this might not apply to them. <laughs> I, I, I love that. I think that's the first reach out we've had uh, to people uh, just not of this planet. So I, I appreciate that for sure. 
you're a great host, Nick. I'm not. I don't want to put limitations on where you can go. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but for us here in the now, you know, we have 24 hours a day, and I think when everyone, everyone does. That's you know, these are that's a that's a mutual limiting factor that we can we can all share together. And one one thing that I look at that I, I I look at super productive people, people who are just doing wow, awesome. And I say to myself, they are also working with 24 hours a day. So they must somehow be maximizing this time, you know, in ways that I'm not maximizing. And then also in conjunction with that, I think that this part varies, but it's it can be a true statement for all of us individually, is that we all have a maximum amount of energy. You know, I think from person to person that that could be obviously a different max amount. But personally, there is some sort of max output that you have. So and you don't think I, I'm curious on this now. Uh, yes. is, is there any way that we can? Uh, OK, let's say uh, you have 100 units of energy right now. Yes. Right? Uh, okay. Is there any way that you can and that's your max? But do you still think that you can get to 110 units uh, using other practices? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. So this is what I wanted to say. So I totally think you can get to 110 units. But I think to be able to get to 110 units, first, you have to maximize your 100 units. And so this is what I wanted to say. is Because you have to always, you know, even with anything, business, weightlifting, whatever is the case. You have to get one customer, then you get five customers, then you get 10 customers, you know, whatever is the case there. Um, and I think it, the same the same for this as well. And so... I, I was considering for myself personally, I was looking at people who were, who I considered to be, let's say, more productive than me, who were doing things that I wanted to do, who are people who I would say were, were leaders to me. And I said, what are they doing with those energy units that I'm not doing? Or am I losing energy units somewhere where I'm not anticipating? And one of the places where the forgiveness comes in really handy is because when you start treating yourself, not only your own actions with forgiveness and non-judgment, it lends itself very nicely to treating other people with also non-judgment. Which means that you actually, not only do you free up a lot of time and space in terms of energy units, but you also free up an entire running rhetoric within your head, which can be used for other purposes as well, such as affirmations or other things like this, which can offer you those plus 10 energy units, right? But the only way that we will ever know that, and the only way that we will ever find that out is if somehow we figure out how many energy units you have and where they're going. And the only way that we will ever figure that out is if you become okay with writing down the fact that you just had an ice cream bar at 1130 in your food diary and the only way that you're ever going to be okay with that is if you say it's okay to yourself. If you accept where you are and you say, hey, you know what? I am eating this ice cream bar at 11 o'clock at night, but it is for a reason. It is a good reason because it's my reason. And I'm going to give myself the tools to handle the situation. But if you handle it, you know, in a way, I shouldn't be doing this. Why am I doing this? I'm doing this, but I don't deserve this. You have shame there, which voids the ability of yourself to look at what is actually happening. Definitely worsens 
your ideas about recording it. Do you like to write down your personal shame? I don't like to write down my personal shame and share it with other people. <laughs> you know, and then you got to look at like, come on, what do you and then you're this is what you're asking yourself to do in terms of a weight loss regime, write down your personal shame and then share it with a bunch of people. That sounds like exactly what I'd like to do at the end of a stressful day, especially one that I'm eating for. This is a terrible loop, you know? And and I think that the key to unlock this is forgiveness, is to just allow yourself to be where you are, understand that it took a long time to get there, and then be willing to take however many steps it took to get you here, get you back out of the situation. Allow yourself to take that journey backwards, you know? Um, because that's what it is. And, and there's no, and it's fantastic. You know, even if you only take one step on that journey, somebody else in this lifetime might not even had recognized that they might be, there might've been a, a direction that might've been more satisfying to them. They might not even, they might not even realize that they're, they're worthy of a, a, a more mutual relationship. They might not realize that a greater level of happiness is possible, you know? So even if you're getting down on yourself, like, oh, what if I only take the first step? I always take the first step and I fail. Like maybe if if you want to get judgy about it, you know, maybe somebody else didn't even take the first step if you need to give yourself a prize, you know? <laughs> so, and if you really need to judge somebody, that was you before you took the first step, if you, you know? So maybe you should just pass, and if you just pass a little forgiveness back there, how much easier does that make the next three steps? And maybe if you're passing out forgiveness, maybe it'll be a little bit easier for somebody else to join you on that journey as well because they don't feel like you're going to judge them as well. And something that I found um, as I go forward is that I have, a, I have a fantastic team that has formed around me, and something that I have um, talked about with these people is, is how we came together um, and, and how we, we, how we have an overlap and, and each and every one of these situations, I find that one of my, one of the things that comes up in terms of connection was, was an openness to be vulnerable with the other person. And then also, uh, a, a mutual acceptance of the situation as it was, you know, and that's really something where, especially if you think about yourself, think about the people who, who do you want to ask for help? Somebody who is going to turn around and say, gosh, how did you get in that situation? <laughs> or somebody who's going to be like, no problem. The car is on fire. I have an extinguisher. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so give me the extinguisher. Yeah. <laughs> give me the extinguisher for goodness sakes. Right? Um, you know, it's, it's nobody likes questions when the car is on fire. Right? It's, you know? <laughs> So, but the thing is, sometimes we can't see somebody else's car on fire. So it's just, you know, you, you kind of have to, you kind of just have to hold that space for everyone, but then also really you have to hold it for yourself. And, and I guess my point here being is that if you won't hold that space for your help, for yourself, you can't really hold it for anyone else. And the reason why I think one of the easiest places to start is with yourself is because you can do it privately in your mind. Um, so you don't have to, even if you mess up, you can have those conversations. You have the opportunity to have those conversations um, and see and see where everything is and analyze that yourself before perhaps, you know, bringing somebody else into it. And it gives you that opportunity to to sort of work with acceptance within yourself, see how that feels. And I, and I find that that can be a, a real learning experience. Deb, I don't even know where to start now. 
Uh, <laughs> no, I, I mean this from the standpoint, like this is all such good stuff. Like I, I appreciate it because I think people do need to look at their goals and uh, say, it, just say to themselves like, okay, I, I didn't, at the end of the year, at least you have to look back on it and you still have to be able to say, did I put my X number of energy units into that? Or am I just looking for something else? Am I just looking for something more and more and more, but I'm not actually putting the energy into uh, what it is that I really want to do with my life uh, from whatever aspect that really is. Absolutely. 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 So something that I wanted to tie this into, it's actually a bit of a, it's a bit of an older article, um, but it was put out on the, uh, I believe it's the Czech Institute blog by Vidya McNeil. And um, it was an article that she wrote about and it was, uh, it, it touched me personally and it was about the idea of work and overwork in today's society as a way of identifying yourself and as a an ego mechanism as a as a justification and it definitely uh it definitely struck a chord with me personally and i'll elaborate a little bit more on that we have we have something uh, in the lifestyle coaching aspect of the czech institute we have something called the four doctor model and it is it's an it's an idea about a balanced lifestyle and i used to have uh ideas obviously uh, wrapped in judgment that this idea of a balanced lifestyle this lifestyle which somehow included leisure in the equation not as not as the not as the sprinkles on the cupcake but the actual meat and potatoes of the situation I always found this to be like, who has time for this? Is this ridiculous? This is such like a, oh, vacations and whatever. How lofty, you know, not realistic. Perhaps even I would go so far as to say irresponsible if I, if I would be my most judgmental. Meaning that we're adults and shouldn't we not be having a good time and isn't our purpose to work and you know what's going on and what we should have expectations of play and what even is that part of me you know it was uh, these ideas just didn't uh, didn't jive with the ideas that i had about you know being an adult and this kind of stuff anyway strangely turned out that uh these things are required to de-stress obviously these things are required to balance cortisol levels these things are required to stimulate the creative areas of the brain that help with memory and longevity and function um all this kind of stuff and uh and what the four doctor model really gave to me was after i got over the fact that play was actually a serious and you know integral part of of wellness um, was it really brought home the idea to me that, that, that balance is, um, I think I'm actually, I think we're having a bit of a storm and I think I lost internet connection and then, Hey, uh, don't worry about it. Then okay. We're back. We're good to go. Uh, I think I lost you there around, right around balance and play. Uh, so if you want to pick <laughs> up on that for everybody, please. Yeah. Okay. So, um, my point was just that a lot of the time we get wrapped up in our ideas of how we think things have to be ideas of how we think the best course of action could be. I'll use myself as an example. Um, I thought that to get the best 
quote-unquote work results needed to work all the time to work as hard as I could and work as much as I could all the time <laughs> and um, that's definitely true that's definitely true but what I didn't my blind spot simply was the idea that I could achieve those same results by balancing work and play because I would rather than focusing on work during my playtime it doesn't mean that I'm not developing my brain of course I'm developing my brain and that's an integral part of creativity and that's why play is so important because it's randomized and because it because there are in play there's no technical consequences this is why play is important you know a game of tag even it doesn't seem so serious, you know, but obviously yeah, cops and robbers in real life versus cops and robbers on the playground, two different situations. Why? <laughs> obviously. You caught up with somebody who was running from the police and was like, hey, so what do you think is going to happen when you get caught? Like how serious is the situation? It's life or death. You know, on the playground, what is it? It's nothing. It's nothing. Why? Just those, the idea of consequences and what those consequences mean. And obviously in those two examples, you think, of course, those are very severe, but people set up severe parameters for themselves all the time. We just have some ideas. And, and my idea was as simple as this. Well, I can't expand my work if I'm playing all the time. It's a pretty simple idea. It doesn't even seem like it's that bad or negative or even that irrational. It seems like I would even say, you know, most people might even agree with it. Um, but I, I just wanted to say how dangerous it is to make uh, assumptions like that. And it, it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of assumption wrapped up in there. But it, in fact, that statement guarantees that there is only one path to my goal. And that path is would have actually been, <laughs> do you know what I mean? When I put it like that, it seems quite severe, right? The initial statement doesn't seem so severe. It seems like a, a regular, responsible adult statement. Of course, I can't play all the time. I have to work. Um but but in reality, it, it is actually saying that there's only one way for me to get there. And the way for me to get there is to, is to not have any loose creative time, which is uh, quite ridiculous when you dissect it. Um, so I just wanted to say, like, if, if you find that you are on a goal and that goal hasn't come up for you for a little while, just reflect on you might have some crazy ideas that you don't even know that you have, you know, even some just really some simple ideas that are, are carving some paths out that you didn't realize for yourself. And all you have to do is just, you know, think about them very briefly and just reset those to something that might be a little bit more current for you and that might, um, you know, change your, your situation a little bit more to reflect your current values. And if you can just do that a couple of times, run, run those couple of updates, no one gets upset about updating their computer. You don't sit in front of your computer. Like, you by yourself did not contract this new software through osmosis, how how pitiful, how unintelligent. You would never say like and your computer is obviously not even a is not even a living entity, hopefully. Um, not yet. The, yes, well <laughs> so you know the, but these are these are the type of things that we we say to ourselves, right? Uh, what if you what if you ran updates on yourself with no with no judgment, you know? How fantastic would that be? And how much, how much faster would you be able to move forward if 100 of your energy units were spent on other things such as exploration? And even, even if you just think about the ideas about how we have, um, you know, how refreshed you feel about the day, uh, the day after a vacation, you know, 
or the second day into your vacation or, or, or things like this. When in reality, that day is, is statistically exactly the same as any other day. But because you have emotionally chosen to designate it as a happier day, you also experience those happier feelings. And so I'm just saying that perhaps if you have that power, you can also use that power on a regular day to make yourself feel things or help yourself accomplish things um, that might be outside the norm. Just, just an idea, just floating an idea out there. Um, and if, and, and if also you're just letting go a little bit more around those ideas of change, then it can be a little bit easier to maybe pick up some ideas, that kind of thing. Um, help you move forward. If, if, if you're in a place where you're, where you want to move forward. And if you're in a place where you don't want to move forward, then I hope you're comfortable. So Deb, how do you go about even looking making these reflections for yourself? Is this something, uh, do you like to just, Hey, sit down in a quiet space, think about it. Do you like to write on it? Do you like to go for a walk? I mean, what are some of those best ways to really process everything, uh, for yourself that you found? Mm -hmm. So for me, um, I think, I think you have to, you have to look at what works for you. And just from my, from my personal aspect, I have a, a background in science, in particular biology. And so what are we really good at doing? We're really good at doing sitting around and observational stuff. You know, I'm great at watching squirrels for three and a half hours. They're very interesting creatures. <laughs> so, so from, from my background, where, where my skill set is, um, for me, it's self-observation, which basically boils down to meditation. Um, and the reason why that that is it works for me, first off, it's extremely, I, I find it to be extremely difficult. Uh, but one of the reasons why it works for me is because when I have to quiet my mind, what that to me means is I actually have to take responsibility for everything that's flying around in there. And what I mean by that is, is if I'm going to make it quiet, I first have to see it in there and then I have to be able to put it away because otherwise obviously it's, it's still going to be noisy. And, and part of that is part of that is, is difficult because you have to acknowledge, you have to acknowledge everything that's flying around and then you have to be okay with setting it down, especially if it's something that is aggravating, you know, um, there's nothing like, I, I don't know if you've ever had this conversation, something was very aggravating to you, but you had to go do something else quickly. You forgot about it. Let's say you texted a friend or a loved one and then you go see them again and they're like, what happened with the thing? And you're like, I wasn't mad, but now that you asked me, I am totally mad about that thing again. <laughs> just the complete, you, you, know? you completely forgot about it. It was just out yeah, of your you mind. Totally, Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. But at the same time, you know, somebody brings it up and you can, and you can go right back there again. So, <laughs> so I find sometimes when I go, when I go to quiet my mind at the end of the day, Sometimes I can find the, and yeah, and yeah, that really did happen. Ah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so it is, it is like, I have to take responsibility that I just kind of, you know, plug that in there and then kind of got rid of it and did some whatever stuff and, and that kind of thing. However, I want to throw in a big however there. And I, and I mean this to be not only inclusive of, of this statement here, but then inclusive of the larger scale of lifestyle that we've been discussing and then the larger scale of goal setting beyond that um the thing that i that i i wanted to bring up oh nick i apologize what did you say <laughs> um say right before again? this <laughs> what did i say right before this 
Yes. Uh, now I'm trying to trace it all back. Um, I don't know. <laughs> okay, then I would venture that it was not that it was not important then. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to remember. I, I the, like I've I'm trying to go so many different places here and keep up. I apologize. No, not at all. I know, I know. I am, uh, I am pushing. Uh, I'm pushing the boundaries of, uh, of the universe here with the layers of conversation. Well, hey, what are you feeling right now? What do you want to jump into? All right. So what I what I was uh, speaking about before was you asked me what I was doing, sort of personally as a reflection, and I was answering you with with meditation and sort of uh, yes, taking responsibility go. for my, my thoughts and that kind of thing and, and quieting down my mind, which, which was forcing me to, to take stock and, and reflect on uh, each of the individual thoughts that I, that I was experiencing stored, maybe unstored, you know, whatever is the case from across the day. And, and I wanted to point out logically that the, obviously the sounds very boring and tedious. And I, and I just wanted to um, confirm that it really is. But I wanted to also confirm that one of the benefits of it that was quite unexpected to me and, and something um, that, I, that I wanted to tie into the different levels of lifestyle was that when, when you do this tedious upkeep, when you make these small decisions like we discussed at the beginning with, with lifestyle and we were discussing that what what is really making the the maximum difference is, is the small everyday decisions continually piling up um, this type of idea. Something that can really take away from that is a very, a very small idea, but the idea of regret. And that is something that comes with not acquiring desires that we set ourselves up for or not acquiring desires that we regularly feel drawn towards aka goals that we might set for ourselves but we might not see or we might not move to toward so what i wanted to say was these do sound like very tedious things perhaps lofty ideas even even you might think i'm i'm trying to get a new car my goal is to get a new car and this person is encouraging me to offer myself forgiveness in my mind first before I get a new car. How are these two things, you know, linked whatsoever? It's completely bizarre. So the thing that I wanted to say is that regret, sustaining regret, feeling regret, suppressing that regret, and continuing to do other things takes a lot of energy squares, a lot of them. And especially over time when you can feel resentment not only towards the situation, but also towards yourself. You can even feel resentment towards your goals. You can feel resentment towards other people around you who are perhaps acquiring those goals and you are not. All of these layers. Um, it can take a lot of your hundred energy units, you know, and especially if you if you really want to push towards something, you need to be able to cash those in somehow. And so taking taking super boring, tedious stock of things. And, and doing those, those small everyday steps can bring relief from having to unload the regret of many, many, many tiny decisions that lead you away from the things that you want the most. So what I wanted to say, what I don't think people speak about enough of with the, with the tedious, 
things, the making your lunch the day before work, having a reliable morning shake that you love, having, you know, two go-to dinner recipes, the boring stuff, um, going for going for a run in the morning when it's too cold, you know, all these things, biking to work when you just rather drive, walking the dog on an inclement weather day, all these tiny things, you know, they have they do have the power of unlocking those regret energy units. And that's a decision that you can make at any time. That is a huge pile that you can start unloading any day. Doesn't even have to be at the beginning of a day. You can make that decision at noon, 3 p.m., 9 p.m., 12, 1 in the morning, 3 in the morning. I usually don't trust decisions made between 3 and 5 a.m., but that's personal. Maybe, <laughs> maybe... Maybe that's your personal good decision-making time. Um, you know, it can happen at any time, but any time you want to start living dream consistent, you can transform those regret energy units into goal energy units. And it's something that can really help you move forward and something as boring as, um, you know, meditation <laughs> or hard-boiling eggs. Um, they don't seem related. But they are both fundamental, just just fundamental steps that you can, super boring ones, that you can just take towards um, reaching those goals, maintaining those goals, and then also at the same time, enjoying the uh, transformation of those regret energy units into all-star goal-acquiring energy units. And you can make your dreams happen. By the simple act of forgiveness in your own mind, privately, within yourself, as you're eating that ice cream later this evening at 11 p.m. And I just wanted to also say, how much more delicious would it be if you were feeling love for yourself at the same time as you were eating that ice cream? I think that you would find that it would actually be slightly more delicious. So I would just encourage you to play around with those feelings. If you happen to be up, if that's not your thing, um, whatever your vice is. I just encourage you to even next time you're vicing out, um, just be in touch with yourself and even give yourself permission to enjoy it a little bit more than you have been. Um, and just see, just see if, does that change your experience? Just observe yourself. Did it? Maybe, maybe you don't need it again for just a little while longer because it was that much tastier or it was you know, that much more fulfilling. It was, it, it gave you a little bit more of your fix because I think ultimately we all know no matter what your fix is, um, we're all looking, we're looking for dopamine out there, which is basically love and acceptance. And ultimately that's a decision that you can make with inside yourself. So you have the secret, you know, to unlocking everything just within your own ideas, within a simple thought you know, within your own mind. So I just wanted to say uh, that's how easy it is. And that's how simple it is. And it might seem oversimplified. And, and that's why I'm encouraging you to even give it a try yourself. Don't believe me. Go ahead. It's way too easy. And I'm definitely lying, even though there's no way I can make money off this. But, <laughs> but I wanted to say like, it's, that's, I thought that's the beauty of science is that you you should be able to repeat an experiment that somebody has done and receive the same results that they have gotten. That's the whole procedural beauty, and that's one of the the tests uh, the tests of truth whether or not something can be a fact. Is it can you replicate it? So I would really encourage you to just try these ideas, 
see what kind of feelings they give you, take stock of that and see if making a decision quietly inside of your head every day could perhaps unlock potential um, that you never dreamed of and, and help you acquire those goals. And you're saying this, and this kind of just ties full circle to where we started at the beginning, like returning to the fundamentals, right? It, Absolutely. It makes it, like you said, it's people say, well, it's too simple. It can't really work. Well, how do you know? Absolutely. And I think as well, we have, we have so much feedback, the universe from nature as well. The, the power of the power of simplicity, you know, we have indestructible rocks right next to sand, right next to the ocean. And it all happens one wave at a time. And I think that, you know, life happens the same way. We can definitely acknowledge this. And, and it's, it's an opportunity. Each, each wave is, is an opportunity for us to, to see where we want to go and, and make those choices. And we each have that, that power inside of ourselves. But I think a lot of the time we forget, um, we forget that it is, and it is so easy as, as, you know, within our own minds, changing one thought, um, which is, you know, who can't change a thought? I think everyone, maybe, maybe everyone can. Deb, this has been fantastic. Like I, I'm still, uh, I, I'm going to have to listen to this several times. I think just to see all the little gems in there. I mean, I'm already reflecting on how I'm going to use this uh, for my life. And I, one of the things I think you pointed out to me that I, I'm going to take home uh, is just going to be, not necessarily on forgiveness, but always in, like still continuing to cultivate my enjoyment of whatever it is that I'm doing. Like we're on a talk right now. Like I'm trying to just like, Hey, sit back and enjoy it. Like you said, if somebody is having that bowl of ice cream, not eating it and just eating it because it's like, ah, now I started, I'm just gonna eat the whole thing. Like, no, it's just sitting back and just letting those emotions amplify the taste, uh, that much more. So whatever it might be, I think let it, let everything be amplified that, that you just want to enjoy. Um, but Deb, you have any, uh, closing thoughts you want to share for everybody, but also where can they go check out more about you more, everything that we've been talking about? Cause this has been awesome. I think there are going to be a lot of people that are just really interested to hear more. Absolutely. So, um, you can always reach out to me on Facebook at uh, goody goodies organic bakery um i also uh, i have an email as well info at goodygoodies.ca you can reach out to me there um i have a great pinterest resource as well for anyone looking for gluten-free dairy-free sugar-free recipes everything on there is free you just look it up and it has all the instructions so if you're new to the kitchen it's totally fine it has the step-by-step um yeah and you can sign in through pinterest through a, a facebook account as well so it's all free. It's all, all that info is there. And then um, the message that I just wanted to, to send out to everyone listening is that I just wanted to, to send so much love to everyone where they are exactly now. You don't need to be any better than you are in this moment. Totally as you are, this is who you need to be. You are in exactly the right place. And I just hope that you can feel that and feel that for the rest of the day and feel it for the rest of the week because it's true every moment only we get glimpses of it um but if you just let that sort of resonate with you 
um, and sit for a while. That's great. And, and I'd love to hear about people's journeys and I love to hear um, about people's transformation stories about when they, they actually decided something so exciting for me is, is I think Nick, something that we, it's so consistent within the, within the Czech community. Uh, I'm sure there's other communities as well. But something that for me is so exciting when I talk to another Czech practitioner, we talk about like, so when was the moment when you bought in, you know, like when was the moment that you decided that this was your change and you were going to live it. And to me, those stories are, are so exciting. And I think that we should, we should share them more because they're, they're incredible. It's, 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 you know, when you decide that your previous life is your previous life and, and you, and you cut out this, this new thing that you never dreamed of before, but now you're doing it. And I think that, you know, I want everyone to feel like that. I, I think that everyone should feel like that. And I, I think that is, that is one of the, the purposes of why we're here. So I just hope that everyone can connect with that. And if you're already getting that high five, make sure you spread it around to your community, you know, and if you don't feel like that, just think about it for a while and, and think if you'd like to. And, and I just want to remind you that you totally deserve to. And, uh, and I hope you do. Excellent. Well, Deborah, thank you again so much for the chat here. So much to take home. Uh, really appreciate it. And I hope everybody, uh, I'm going to take this in, uh, really appreciate the love that you shared with us today. So thank you. Thanks, Nick. Thanks again for listening. And don't forget to head over to BarenakedHealthPodcast.com to check out the show notes for today's episode. While you're there, go to my calendar and schedule a 15-minute call so we can discuss what is your biggest struggle when it comes to maintaining your health. Remember that I'm a holistic lifestyle coach and the show is sponsored by you guys. Each of you that I work with helps me to be able to put out podcasts like this for free. So thanks again for your love and support. Finally, if the show has helped you out in any way, please head over to iTunes to give the Bare Naked Health podcast a positive comment and five-star rating. This really goes a long way in getting the word out with how simple health can be and helping to share the podcast with others. So thank you.